guys welcome back to another episode of this ain't a scene it's a goddamn podcast i'm kim and i didn't want to join your stupid cult anyways <laughs> and i'm jen and i am still wondering what the hell was in the diary of jane um what's up everybody and we're here with bobby of course hey everyone what's up what's up yes we are also here with bobby uh bobby's in the house we are back with our first episode of the year, and we missed you all. Also, happy Valentine's Day to all of you wearing your heart safety pin to your backpacks out there. Let's start this episode with talking about some of our favorite oldie love and breakup songs. Yeah, let's, like, just jump into it. Um, I mean, first off, how, how are we feeling, guys? Like, are we... Are you like me and you're just numb to the Valentine's, like, spirit or, you know, like, yeah, how are we coping? Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, I'll probably be rolling out uh, little Valentine's Day cards for our listeners. <laughs> so I hope, you know, you guys are participating because it's going to be fun if this is future, this is past gen, past gen talking about what future Jen's going to do. So yeah, like I hope you guys like them. They're stupid. Um, I have no idea what they're gonna look like yet, but I'm sure I'm gonna come up with a creative solution. I don't know, we're winging it. We're gonna do it live. Um, I'm sure they're gonna be all super cute and creative and very emo, of course. Of course, of course. So again, we're gonna circle back into the, you know, love songs, our sad songs, or the things that helped us when we were (laughs) teenagers and really feeling these emotions for the first time of first love and first heartbreak and blah 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 y'all know oh god my first my first boyfriend was so emo shout out to you Matt Desiree (laughs) we're we're, we're name dropping right now I'm probably gonna bleep that one out but like (laughs) I'll send it to him directly I'll be like (laughs) Damn. Hey, I don't, Damn. hope you don't mind. I'm talking about our emo relationship. And he'll probably be like, that's fine. It's been over 10 years, which is wild. <laughs> We're talking about breakup songs. We're talking about the shit that helped us navigate our young love life. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to tell you about a song that ruined my life. <laughs> um, maybe it ruined yours too, Kim. Constantine by something corporate to a girl who got into my head with all these fucked up things i did hey maybe baby you could keep me up in bed my constancy does that song not fuck you up that 10 minute song honestly i just listened to it for the first time in a very long time the other day just because you know podcast talk and i was like wow yeah, it definitely fucked me up back then. It fucked me up now. Like, it's, you know, I'm going to be listening to that on Valentine's Day for sure. Like, I gotta. The saddest, like, I, I not the saddest I've ever heard Andrew McMahon, but, so, again, I'm going to give some history here because maybe some listeners don't know this song, but it is a staple in, I think, emo kid lore. Like, even the true emos are just like, oh, yeah, Constantine and something corporate, like, one of the like found uh, would you say they're founding like mall pop emo uh, yeah i guess i would i would say like i feel like i didn't i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i, don't, I feel like i didn't see a lot of their merch in the mall back then but i 
don't know. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say like their merch was easy accessible. Um, but I feel like if we were dividing like emo that like um like washed up emo reports on and like what we report on. I feel like we would come together at something corporate. I would hope so, at least. We would come together. I, I feel like some, yeah, I think something corporate is a band that would come together. Something corporate kind of like laid in the middle there and like eventually something corporate developed into a band that I feel like more people kind of uh, know, um, Jack's Mannequin. And that is all the brilliant mind of Andrew McMahon. So yeah, Constantine is a nine minute and 30 second song that's gonna fuck you up. Um, it's told in the perspective of like, you know, it's truly a song about the end of your first love, which doesn't sound like anything new. We, we, we've all heard a breakup song about first love and blah, 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 and being young and only having tonight and getting you back and whatever, but no. This song doesn't do that. This song is just like, yeah, I fucked up and there's no fixing this. And I'm going to make you go on this wild journey of how I fell in love with you to how I messed it up. And yeah, it's based on a true story in Andrew's life because homie was a little bit of a playboy, I've heard. And also he's admitted, I feel. But I remember discovering the song because, you know, I, I feel like something corporate was not a band in my circle when I was in middle school. So certainly I was like a late fan. I was a fan of Jack's Manic, but I just remember listening to the song in another ex's car. Uh, um, and yeah, it was just one of the, I don't know. Again, it's just gut-wrenching and you, I'm happy Andrew plays it live now. I know like now it kind of feels like he does it a little too much because everyone's expecting it. But for a while, he wouldn't play it live because it was so like, you know, painful. It brought up actual bad memories. Eh, you know, it, it's a painful part of Andrew McMahon's life. And it really like comes through, through the speakers. So yeah. Also, we love a Jimmy Eat World <laughs> name drop. Oh God, no, it's it's great. It's a great piece of storytelling. What else can I say, guys? It's the Jimmy Eat World in those nights in my car. One of the epics in, a, in the scene. I, I dare to call it an epic. I mean, but on the topic of, you know, Jack's mannequin and all that, you know, good stuff that Andrew has created. What about Dark Blue, Kim? Dark Blue, Dark Blue, have you ever been alone in a crowded room when I'm here with you? Okay, so yeah, like maybe people are like, oh, it's overplayed, it's a little whiny, but I don't know. I can't, I, I still, like, I still again, listen to that song. Like, yeah. And it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel modern. Like, I don't want that to come across at all. Like, it doesn't sound like a song that would really be made today. But also in that breath, it just sounds so fun. And so, like, I don't know. Like, it just doesn't feel dated to me. Like, and also it gave us the iconic line. <laughs> like, let's not forget. Everyone had this on their fucking MySpace at one point. Have you ever been alone in a crowded room? Like, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and... I don't know, like, guys, I, I love pop punk, so obviously I love a, you know, you don't really need a lot of layers here, like, to to tell this story. Like, I just love how Andrew just, like, he dared to say the thing, like, you know, again, have you ever been alone in a crowded room? It's like, it's so cliche, but it's just like, uh. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just here for a good time. I'll listen to the cliche nonsense, you know, it's fine. You know what I mean? I mean, there's nothing wrong with cliches, but it's also just, like, 
again, as a young teenager, like, you kind of just sometimes need someone to say it. And you're like, yes, it hit, it hit different. And then, and then you get kind of embarrassed to say you still feel that as an adult, I feel. Like, you know, like, there's some music that I'm definitely like, no, it, does, it just doesn't age well. You know, some songs just, like, I've talked about, like, me revisiting, like, Three Days Grace and realizing, like, oh, what, you know, like, again, I still have love for those songs, but they weren't good. You know what I mean? Like, because they were an important part of my life. That's why I like revisiting them. But like now as an adult, I can like, like, I'm just like, no, this is like just bad writing or blah, blah, blah. Or this is overproduced and all this other stuff. Dark Blue and like that. Again, I I feel like I've spoke so highly of um, Holiday for Real um, from Real, um, the album. Uh, It is truly my like one of the most perfect album experiences still to this day so i'm a big fan of andrew mcmahon in his black hair phase um just i mean we wanted to oh god i guess i'll just openly confess that i had the biggest crush on andrew mcmahon in this specific music video the black hair the blue eyes the fucking eyebrow ring shut the fuck up like that is that was my dream man at age 13 you could not tell me differently he yeah he looked like you know you could have drawn him in danny phantom he's a phantom but anyway so they're on a boat and they're doing one of those like swing dancing competitions that all 1950s movies like throw in because you know you used to have sock hops and that's where you would hang out um on your Friday nights, not alone in your bedroom on Gaia Online. Shout out to you, Gaia Online. Uh, Welcome to Gaia. Gaia Online. Uh, <laughs> we're playing Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a dancing competition, and they're like dancing for like hours and hours, and I think like into the dawn or whatever. Um, and one by one, every couple like falls, and then they like, um, you know last two couples standing kind of thing it's is cute it's a symbolism for like how long a relationship lasts and blah 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 and how exhausted you'll be at the end of it my young mind comprehended it i thought it was good (laughs) so yeah that that's that's that music video it's just cute i liked a good storyteller we feel about the uh music video for scars oh my god the music video for scars um yeah god first off i'm just like scars to me was like one of the first not the one of the first but like i i still think if you held a gun to my head i could sing every word to scars and I would always associate it with Inuyasha. You... What, the, what, for the AMVs? Yes, I think so. I think I just saw it, and it's imprinted on me. Because the past is real. Um, wait, the music video for Scars, though, they were just, like, in a burnt house. Like, Yeah. She's drunk. He's trying to, like, save her, you know. He's drunk, and he's gonna... <laughs> and he just wants to be alone. Like, why were we so angry 
with love. Like, even before I even, well, definitely when I heard that song, it was before I even was, like, romantically interested in anybody, but yeah. Yeah, I just had the imaginary boyfriend in my head. Again, maybe that's why I imprinted on Inuyasha. That was what I was watching at the time. And holy hell, maybe this is a breakthrough. I've always kind of gone for the Inuyasha kind of guy. Hmm. Does this make me a weeb? It makes you a furry. But, all right, can I can I zoop him out of the conversation? <laughs> well, I'm like, just zoop? <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Nothing wrong with furries, my ad. No, I'll fight a furry. <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> oh, let me get canceled by the furry community real fast. Um. <laughs> God, does liking Inuyasha make me a furry? But does it? See, now Jenny's really thick about it now. Oh, no. Hmm. I just like that attitude, man. Love an asshole. No, it's it's the yeah. personality thing. It's not necessarily the the cat ears or dog ears, I guess. <laughs> dog ears. And and saying saying sit boy and then he immediately falls to the ground. That shaped me. Sit boy. <laughs> What'd you do that for? I thought I was Kagome. I'm not. We all thought we were Kagome. I just I just wanted to go back in time and put my my strong asshole little little dog boy. Okay, I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So that was my relationship with like scars. <laughs> uh, God, Papa Roach. Did you ever get like really into them or? Yeah, I like that. I had like a decent amount of songs by them on my playlist. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Back in the day, um, they had. Some good, like, romance Ooh. songs, too. Um, you know, yeah, like. I feel like other than Scars and Getting Away With Murder, I don't really know any other songs by Papa Roach. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was there, like, another hit? You you definitely know Last Resort. That's for sure. Yeah, Last Resort. Spe- speaking of AMVs and stuff, the number of DBZ AMVs that I've seen with Last Resort or, like, um, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor by Dragon Oh, yeah. Pool. Yeah, you're right. I just totally forgot about uh, Last Resort, which is ridiculous. Because it gave us a great, me- right. you know, cut my life into pizza. This is my, no, um, cut my life into pieces. This is my last fruit tart. Um, is that funny? I don't know. All right. Yeah, I liked slot not listening. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, forever is like was one of yes, my favorite yes. like romance songs back in the day. Oh my god, yeah. That was great. I forgot that was on the radio. Um, yeah, it's a softer one, too. And they're not really known, you know, again, all of these bands have a soft tune and whatnot, which just reminded me of um, not on this list or in the notes at all. But uh, I I remember really liking Avenge Sevenfold. Um, you know, I had like a little little phase with Avenge. Um, but uh, their song, Dear God, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was just so like. You know, just different, different than, you know, their, the rest of that album, Avi. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking of soft jo- joints. It's good. Uh, I also feel like Avenged Sevenfold was a band Bob's kind of gave me, I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I actually, like, as we were, like, uh, as you two were talking, I was, like, pulling up, like, other songs that I was just, like, thinking of that have, like, romantic kind of acclinations or whatever. And <laughs> Dear God was one of those yeah. songs. It's like, 
But yeah, yeah I, I was super into it in like eighth grade and then I kind of like carried on throughout a good chunk of high school. I remember like driving over to Best Buy to get um, Nightmare. Yeah, I remember like driving over to Best Buy to pick it up the day that it had come out and it was, I was like so hyped to like listen to it on the ride home. Yeah. Yeah, so you definitely you were you were definitely like a good because re- I, I feel like again um, for those of you that don't know me and Bobby have we go back back uh, so I used to steal his CDs to put on my MP3 players my you know so yeah that was definitely one of the albums I feel that I stole from you I'm a sucker for you know all songwriting is storytelling so it feels ridiculous and redundant to keep saying it but like just talking about how you miss somebody while you're on the road like i have no idea what that guy uh you know like i don't remember any of the names of event sevenfold at this moment or you know if relationships last or blah 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 the real stories behind songs but like you did a good job like you're on the road and you're telling yeah you miss somebody and you know that's cute I fucks with it. I want to be missed while someone's on the road. <laughs> if you if you play guitar or any instrument and put it on your hinge profile, you have a ninety percent chance that I will swipe on you. I can hear you uh, twirling your hair right now as you're saying that. Keep, it's it's a problem. People in the music business, I I don't know. Y'all y'all have a hold on me, and y'all don't deserve it because y'all are all crazy. But who among us never wanted to date a rock star? This is a question that I want to ask you, Kim, though, because uh, we're both Taking Back Sunday fans here. You know the boys, the boys from Long Island. Who, Ollie? You know, even though I know that fact, dude. This has nothing to do with Valentine's Day. Why the fuck does Adam have a southern accent? Like, I saw them live um, over the summer for uh, Firefly. And every time that man opens his mouth, I'm just like, why do you sound like, where did that accent come from? It's because he's from Alabama. Originally? Is that what it is? Yeah, Sheffield, Alabama. See, this is why we have a fact tracker. I should have known that known that off the spot, but, um, well... Yeah, I just knew, you know, start, they started in, on Long Island. On Long Island, you heard me, Long Island people. Um, but, uh, yeah, what's your favorite uh, romantic or, yeah, romantic-themed song by uh, Taking Back Sunday, so What's more romantic than apologizing to somebody? Reading on, on your shirt. She said, don't. <laughs> no. You could slip my throat And with my one last gasping breath I'd apologize for bleeding on your shirt What's your favorite, like, romance song by the boys? Well, I mean, you hit it with uh, You're So Last Summer because, like, I I also know a cover of that song. If I haven't mentioned it yet, I'll put it in this playlist. Um, It's just like, it's like, you know when, uh, our generation was like, you know, obviously we're talking about our teen years and shit here in this podcast. But remember when we were growing up and we'd go see a movie and they would have like a song from our parents' generation or, you know, whatever. And they would put like, you know, they just, it's an acoustic feel like song now. And it's like, oh, a little bit more moody in ways. Yeah, they did that. They're, they're starting to do that with our shit. 
Um, so it sounds like, so it sounds like it's going to be like in, uh, uh, fuck, give me enough, uh, Emily in Paris or something. Like, it sounds like it will just be like inserted into that show and then millions of normies are going to like find it. But I love it. It's like, I'm making it sound weird. like I have, I make little stupid little movies in my head when I'm like walking around the city, um, <laughs> listening to it. Uh, I'll add it to the playlist. Um, but Make damn sure. It's just, you know, I just want to break you down so badly in the worst way. And yeah, the lyric, you don't ever get too far from me. I don't know. Just again. Just cute shit coming out of Adam's mouth. Or Alabamian. Yeah, I mean, there's so many in Taking Back Sunday's repertoire. And then, like, obviously, though, um, again, not notes, so we'll probably jump into, like, feuds in emo soon. Would anyone be interested in hearing feuds from emos? Um, because the brand new and uh, Taking Back Sunday feud. I just love people, like, talking about it now because they're educating. Um... I guess the younger emos about things are like, oh, you kids can't say anything until you know about this specific moment in emo time. So yeah, just the feud between brand new and taking back Sunday over feelings uh, people were having over girlfriends and ex-girlfriends and, you know, toxic masculinity. But again, that is a little bit deeper and more sensitive because brand new is, you know, as we've said it many times in this podcast, canceled. So we try not to give them too much of our screen screen time or air time um you know even though i think we've acknowledged they did leave an impact on us but yeah uh we'll 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 leave that for another episode but yeah it's just crazy to think that long island has such a bustling emo scene actually that makes a lot of sense if you're on long island i feel for you um (laughs) <laughs> r.i.p for the listeners out in long island again other emo songs um kim were you really into hawthorne heights was i yeah <laughs> big time honestly i mean when ohio's is for lovers um dropped i feel like my world imploded in just black white and red like, that was the color palette, just grimy and grungy looking. Again, it just, like, it cut to the core. It's like, you're in your mom's car, and you're literally, like, you know, listening to your little radio station, and I can't make it on my own. <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> I Honestly, I don't think I've ever heard that song on the, like, on the Are radio. Are you for real? Yeah, I've never heard it on that the was radio. De- that was definitely on K104. And, like, I, I, oh, and I'm wondering how we got away with it. Cause, yeah, like, I was going to say, a- for... For the lyrics you know what i mean like yeah like i mean that was during the emo scare I'll, I'll call it the emo scare well barb this is something that has come out of the internet and into music and the lives of utah teens emo is found in books magazines even the hit movie spider-man 3 well parents there are some dangerous elements to this culture psychologists say you need to know about and we want to warn you that some of what you are about to see is created by teens and maybe just a little bit disturbing I feel like my school really focused on having like internet safety courses at one point because obviously the internet was very new and like just the accessibility and blah, blah, blah. Um, 
and but they like they really like scared my parents with like news on the rubber bracelets which we talked about like episode two um and how people you know use it to hide self-harm scars uh yeah, but the rubber bracelets, like, my parents are like, why are you wearing all those bracelets? I'm like, it's just who I am. Flips hair. Um, yeah, all that stuff. Just emo was like, if, <laughs> there was two things to be really afraid of, being gay and being emo <laughs> in the 2000s. Oh, no, and I'm both. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> they would often coincide. <laughs> I knew there was something off about you. You're gay. The worst thing your child could be. Um, but yeah, no, I see that you wrote down, uh, Nikki FM, Kim. Was yeah, that, yeah. That was definitely a fave of mine too. And I felt like it was just necessary for the, you know, the love songs and, and all that. Being outside someone's window with your radio. I wish. My yeah. parents would be like, what the hell? Like. I'm outside of your window with my radio. That was definitely. Was at like- our house. <laughs> That was definitely, like, a lyric that I printed out and, like, put on a binder of mine. Okay. Yeah, they're they're coming back. I They never, I don't know if they really left, but, yeah, because of everything happening in the scene right now. Um, I've been seeing more and more Hawthorne Heights news, and I'm, I don't know, I wouldn't be above seeing, yeah, I wouldn't be above seeing them again. <laughs> Oh, definitely. I've never got the got the chance to see them, so I would really like to take that opportunity in my uh, late twenties. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw them for an acoustic show in Middletown. Um, yeah, at uh, Alto Music. Um, which, um, yeah, I used to take my guitar lessons there, and they're like, "Oh, Hawthorne Heights is playing," and I was like, oh. "So, I begged to stay." Um, Kim, did you see the new Spider-Man yet? There's a whole panini. I get it. I only went because I had the antibodies fueling me. No, um, no. A good friend of mine hit me up and was like, "Do you want to do it?" It was good. It was real good. But there's a reason why I'm um bringing up the reason why I'm bringing up Spider-Man to begin with is because Spider-Man 2's uh soundtrack was pretty hot, and we got vindicated by uh, Dashboard Confessional on it. And that is one of my favorite romance songs. Vindicated, I am selfish, I am wrong, I am right, I swear I'm right, swear I knew it all along, and I am fine. Dashboard Confessionals, I feel like, is just, again, I, most emo bands maybe, but they definitely have a lot of, uh, a lot of love songs, you know, so, but Vindicated is definitely a good one, and I feel like we got really lucky having that on Spider-Man 2. And it was just, like, really cool just seeing, like, one of your favorite bands. Oh, yeah. The soundtrack to a popular movie, so. Yeah, that was, like, a big deal. Um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, like, Dashboard Confessional, um, I mean, like, we listed Vindicated on our sheets. We're ignoring the big one is uh, Stolen. Um, yeah, like, because it's the cliche. Like, that's the one that emos play at weddings. I wouldn't be above playing. Yeah, would I be above it? Are you above playing Stolen at your wedding? I'm not above it. <laughs> I'm not above much when it comes to like, like in general. But like also like my favorite band's definitely not. I'm not above much. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna put it out there. I'm putting this out there. Give me a better um, wedding song than "Stolen." Like at, when 
I will, I will wait. I'm not saying it's mine. I'm not saying, but like, that is like, you can, that's a first dance. That's like people clapping and standing and being like, good choice. Good choice. <laughs> like, at least your parents aren't too offended by it. I don't know. Hands down um, was also like a really cute one. Oh my God. Was, you're like, right. I feel like, again, we're talking about our like first relationships and stuff. Like, I feel like that was definitely played um, during mine, like on my, like my space and you know, all that. So Yeah. I mean, while we're here, because why not, we're talking about Valentine's Day, and this is our Valentine's Day uh, spectacular episode. Yay! Uh, uh, woo! Um, what's some of your, like, favorite Valentine's Day? Like, songs that are specifically about oh, Valentine's right. Day, Kim. Um, well, right now we have Valentine's Day listed by Linkin Park. That's definitely um, one of the first ones that came into my head, because I remember, like, of course, like, when that album came out in, like, what, 2010? Mm-hmm. Um playing it was like it on valentine's day oh i think gosh. that album wasn't that on minutes to midnight or yeah that's yeah. minutes to midnight i, I, I sure hate to, i hate to break it to you both that's 2007 <laughs> yeah that's why that's why oh no. my god i was like no i that, feel I'm, like i was I in was, middle school i, was I got grade. it out of christmas no. oh wow yep thank mind. you for the fact check i was like no uh-huh. i'm like 2010 like, no. 2010 it can't be that long ago like you know no that's too you're thinking of a thousand sons i think oh wow Ooh, yeah. was that really 2010 that, that was oh, that was 2010 no yeah oh mm-hmm. my gosh wow that so that's like so that much ma- later for, i don't know well that um, would make sense because me and bobby went on that t- we we saw them during that tour so right oh you guys yeah. did oh wow yeah that's so awesome yeah was that for Valentine's Day? Was that? I don't know. I remember it being cold. It was that cold. Happened. That's for sure. I never knew what it was like to be alone on a Valentine's Day. Like, I remember, like, that was a song, because I'll be honest, and, like, Midnight's to Midnight was great. And, again, my parents got it for me for Christmas, and I was so excited. I ripped it open. I listened to it that day. Oh, remember feeling joy on Christmas. Um, <laughs> ah, that's not this episode. Um, and I remember just replaying Valentine's Day, like, on repeat. Like, Minutes to Midnight is not my favorite album by Linkin Park by any stretch of the imagination. But there were some key bangers on there. And I would say, yeah, like, that one um, was great. I mean, yes, Valentine's Day by Linkin Park. Um, it, it feels how getting frozen to death, like, I assume the emotional feeling of being frozen to death. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just so, like, it's a song that leaves you feeling so fucking cold. You're just like, there's, oh, I miss you, Chester. I just want to give him a hug. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do a whole Linkin Park episode. Sorry. <laughs> I can do a, I can do a whole episode about Nickelback. We really could, though. Bloody Valentine by uh, Good Charlotte. You know what's great about that song is that it does give you, like, it's a horror love song. 
<laughs> we're talking about a murder that's happening on Valentine's Day or like, you know, just the sense of being murdered on Valentine's Day. Oh my love, please don't cry. I wash my bloody hands and we'll start a new life. Senses Fail also had some like gruesome love songs. Yeah, I don't know. I like them, but again. I do too. But I remember that like that might have come up in the conversation of how problematic those songs are. Maybe I'm I don't know. Too. Maybe I'm the problem too, Jenny. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to. We'll, hey, these are songs we <laughs> misogyny, being murdered. I mean, we've been conditioned. It's hard. Like I understand where people are coming from. Like, it, do we want to sing a poppy song about being murdered by a guy that's obsessed with a girl when that happens on a daily basis. No, no, of course not. But the beat is really catchy. Okay, like, I'm a problem. I'm the problem. I, I acknowledge it. Um, <laughs> again, I'm a sucker for good storytelling. Um, and when our, my chem, you know them, we love them. Um, they're, I, I'm not comparing Bloody Valentine's to the genius of Gerard Way's writing, but I will say it's just like creative. It's just like, yeah, no one else has that song or has that, it's, you know. You know, it's a song that I frankly can't stand. The the mall emos can come for me for this one, but Beating Heart Baby by um, The Head Automatic. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> uh, it's funny, guys, because when we were, like, you know, checking in for notes and things like that for this episode, uh, Bobby, you didn't know the song at all, right? I was completely unfamiliar with it. And then you two wanted me <laughs> to go into this completely blind while we were doing our prep call. And yes. I think I got through maybe, like, 15 seconds. I was like, I didn't like any of this. So what is here we, we're, you know, we have two for like, what was this song? And then Kim, you actually liked the song. Yeah, I mean, I definitely was like a big fan of it. And I know, I know my best friend had it on her MySpace back in the day. Yeah, I, I was definitely a, a fan of Beating Hearts, baby. <laughs> yeah. A beating heart, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know what it is guys um but I hear that on emo night or anywhere I'm going to get a drink I'm getting off the dance floor y'all can have the space I'm not here to yuck your yam yuck yuck your yuck, yam, yuck your yam. <laughs> um you know what I need to someone start documenting my stupid ass statements and I'll make them into stickers <laughs> but uh yeah I just I don't know. I just avoided us. I don't think I've ever made it through the entire two-minute song, if it's that. <laughs> There's so many, like, songs from the starting line that have made it onto, like, mixtapes of mine, Kim. What's your, what's your feelings on the starting line? Talking about love songs, I'm like, the best of me, hello, you know? What you Hello. I still listen. Uh, I feel like that's again. I'm. I overuse that phrase. I still listen to that song and feel like like yeah. Uh, we get it, Jenny. You never like you never fucking grow up. But I just think like I'm the way that song starts off. That slow build, just like the tell me when you thought about when you were gone and like I just there's something so like 
pure about it. Like, I just feel like everybody's like jumping up and down at the concert when that drops. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just so good. I just want to feel that rush <laughs> so badly. <laughs> and like, I don't know. Again, it's all fucking engineered for us to like imagine ourselves and falling in love or blah, blah, blah. And like, I would put it on mixtapes and just like hope someone felt that. You know what's weird, too? I feel like I also associated... Uh, well, I mean, like, that was a great song on, uh, like, about long distance, which I was in a long distance relationship for a hot second when I uh, lived out in California. So, like, the lyrics... on uh, Miscommunications and misunderstandings and missing each other, too. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, the best of you... No, I keep doing that. It's not the best of you. It's... Um, the best of me, Jenny. The best of me. There's Leviosa. <laughs> it's Leviosa. Not Leviosa. Yeah, no, but uh, best of me. Like, you know, when you're in a long-distance relationship, Kim, I don't know if you've ever had to endure, endure miles between relationships. But it's like, you know, it's talking about those moments when you do get back together and it makes it all worth it and all that sweet shit. And, you know, you know, you just, you know, again, we're a sucker for people missing us, you know? <laughs> what about the classic, Until the Day I Die, I Spill My Heart for You? <laughs> So honestly, I would steal Bobby's uh, fucking Zune all the time to listen to this song in particular. Bobby Zune, which is like a playlist in itself that's being made, uh, um, was often kidnapped by me and I would just play this song over and over again. And because of that, I, I think of my friends more so when I listen to this song. I also just think of like anime friendships in general. Again, AMVs ruined me. This is a this is a Naruto Sasuke song. <laughs> oh God. Sasuke! Um, before we switch gears completely, uh, do you have any other songs you want to mention? Huh? Do you? Um, I guess the last band slash like two songs I want to mention is Bullet for My Valentine. I don't know if you ever really got into them or not, but Did I was I? like really big into them, and I feel like they had two banger love songs in particular hearts versus a fire and forever and always i feel like they had to be mentioned for the valentine's day episode but yeah clearly i feel like a fool for not you know i still have my bullet for my valentine uh shirt fucking what are they still an active band like that's my question they have their latest album released in 2021 um seems like it's a self-titled album so yeah i would say that they're pretty uh i got a catch up on this album too maybe i'll put this on my 100 albums uh, challenge yeah i'll definitely have to check that out oh please do yes yes i love that you're doing that you'll have to i know it's it's been really nice you know just listening to like full albums pretending i'm the main character Ugh. and you know just having a good time in my car we'd love to hear it <laughs> 
Yeah, so those were a few of our uh, favorite songs. You know, again, breakup, love songs, blah, 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 blah. Some of the old ones. And, you know, while we were making this list, I, it got me thinking about, like, yo, what were some, like, steamy music videos, Kim? Steamy, like, oh, blush. Like, you couldn't. I mean, there was a lot of music videos that I was like, if it, they started playing and my parents walked into a room, I would do like that quick SpongeBob flip, like Gary. Gary. <laughs> I was just looking for the Sports Channel, Gary. But yeah, uh, one of those for me, Kim, was uh, "Situations" by Escape the Fate. Situations are irrelevant now. She loves the way that I tease. I love the way that she. The emos were popping off. And it's like, it's a uh, Van Halen cover. Like, not cover. Like, they took inspiration from Too Hot for Teacher. And so I even think, like, if my dad did catch me watching it, and he probably did, he would have been like, oh, they're, you know, copying uh, Too Hot for Teacher. Um, but yeah, it was just, oh my God. It made me want to be any of those girls in those music videos. <laughs> I wanted to be them or be with them. I wanted to be Ronnie Radke. <laughs> ah, there it is. Like the way in which I just wanted to be. <laughs> oh, he's is he problematic? I he's out oh, of the band. Boy. Yeah, but yeah, Ronnie Radke. I feel like we could do a whole episode on him. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. I feel like I've heard some he's stories. Wild. Didn't he go to jail for a second? Yes. <laughs> you said yes. yes. <laughs> you yeah, said he, he, yes. He, did he went to jail. You know, it was cute. He has some uh, apparently allegations and charges against no. him. Oh, abuse. Oh. We love to see it. God and damn he threw it. a mic stand at a fan in a crowd. There's a there's a couple of things we. Listen, oh no. We'll, we'll, we'll chat about Ronnie Radke. <laughs> God damn it! I'm canceled. There's a mention of Six Flags Great Adventure Fright Fest as well in, in the Wikipedia from what I'm seeing. So uh, there's, there's a whole situation going on. Well, with, uh, Ron <laughs> Ronnie, we will fucking circle back to you. Damn it. I've been like praising uh, fucking Escape the Fate, I feel, for the last three pods. Kim, what about you? Uh, what what music video made you have to like you had to fan yourself? I would say yes. I'm not okay by my chemical romance, but mostly just the part where Frank kisses uh, Rory on the cheek after he's like, "Trust me," and then like, "Mwah," and then yeah, everyone replay that gift. Like everyone's loving yes. it, you know. The fan fiction writers are losing their minds. It's a good time. My God, it yeah. is a good. It is a good time. That music video is hot. Um, also, they're just their little, little schoolboy outfits. Ugh. Cutie patooties. They looked really good. I, I still, to this day, like, there's that moment when they knock over the mascot. I think it's the most fucking iconic thing. And I just, like... So, again, uh, I was watching old music videos with my roommate because it is what we do at this point of our lives. And I was just like, why were we all so destructive? Young? We just wanted to destroy malls. We wanted to <laughs> knock over mascots. We ran around the street naked. Pop punks are a menace to society. Stop us at all costs. I tweeted this, not recently, but over the summer, I feel. Um, 
Fuse would do this sick thing where they would play um, Ghost of You with or like alongside uh, Katy Perry's uh, Thinking About You. That's the song. It's a great song. It's one of Katy's best, honestly. Like um, I might add it into the playlist actually for the big V-Day playlist that also dealt with like war. So it was just like, oh my God. So I made it, I, I made a little story in my head that Katy Perry and Mikey were the thing. All right, guys, this is a like a podcast first. Uh, me and Kim decided to do a little uh, little challenge for the pod for this very special episode. Basically, with like the idea of like us building a playlist for you guys, like, you know, as like a personal mixtape, me and Kim have made two different playlists that, you know, we will put on our socials and you can like listen to, but, uh, we're going to talk about the songs that we would add to a Valentine's mix for you guys. And you guys can decide which one you vibe with a little bit more or less or blah, blah, blah. You know, it's a win-win, you know, maybe you like a little bit of each of ours and in that case you let us know, but yeah, right now we are battling it out, Kim. Yeah. We'll definitely post a little poll and you know, you guys can vote and see if, you know, which playlist you would send to your emo lover. Yes. A chance. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you can feel free to steal this and send it to that special someone. And maybe they, are, too, are sad pieces of trash like us. But, uh, Kim, I'm going to let you kick it off. Uh, tell me. Uh, yes. Give me your love songs. So five, yeah, five top love song mix. All right. So it was really hard. And I, you know, I think our bands are about like all our favorite love songs, I guess, establishes that, that we have a lot of songs that we like, okay, especially when it comes to like love songs. But uh, for like a little five uh, love song mix, I decided to put, uh, and again, this is a band I've definitely mentioned on this podcast a couple of times, the band him nice. his infernal majesty uh, i put the song vampire heart of course you know i feel like that's like a staple right like of course you gotta sing about your your vampire heart to your lover or whatever okay so then mm-hmm. lunacy fringe by the use even though i think all of in love and death in itself is just an amazing album like i've seen like their uh anniversary tour for this album um i've seen the use a couple of times but i don't know i just really love them okay so i had to put them on there um right like you 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 get it you that's why you're here with me you know you understand my love for the used (laughs) i get it i do and i mean like we're gonna talk about my list but it was hard not to put them on mine so I caught fire. Shut up. Um, anyway, yes. go. Go, 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 go. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so um, I feel like this band came and went back on MySpace. Uh, the band Shiny Toy Guns. I decided to put You Are The One. And yeah, I feel like that's just, I don't know, just a really good one. And brings back like memories from like that era. And it's just, I don't know, really had to put that on there. So. So number four, I had to put on Hawthorne Heights. Um, like I mentioned before, I was just like really big into Hawthorne Heights back in the day. 
So I decided to put the song The Transition by Hawthorne Heights on my list. I don't think I know that one. Oh, I guess you gotta listen. Oh, you probably do. Well, like, honestly. You, you think? I, okay. you, you might. You might. But yeah, it's okay. We'll listen to each other's like love mixes. and. Of course. Know, yeah. Sure. I can't wait for us to drop um, these. And for the last one, I had to put The Cure on my list. They have a bunch of, you know, banger love songs. But I put Just Like Heaven on my uh, five song five, love mix. So yeah, so that's my my five songs I would dedicate to my emo lover. All right. Um, no, that's so cute. And just like heaven, like again, I feel kind of like dumb now. I'm like, oh no, did I do a good job? Um, but no, just like heaven is like a fucking like. I feel like that's like playing Exodia. Like you just instantly won. Exodia, obliterate. No, that's exactly what I feel like. But like, let me just like, I feel I feel even worse than that. I feel like Weeble, like just in general anyway. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So let me just go out with my stupid little bug deck now. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm dragging the Yu-Gi-Oh fans here. Um, anyway, so we're going to start off, you know, with my, you know, because I like can we all repeat what Jen likes? Good storytelling. So what does every good story start off with? The first date. In which the first song is by Blink-182, First Date. Which I still listen to before my first date. In my stupid hope that one day it's going to align. That I'm actually very excited about like everything that happens on this first date. But yeah, it's a fucking like, okay, how many times did I say those two words? But um, we know it. Like, it's cute. It's about the jitters, about, you know, getting to know that special someone um, that you really want to get to know. And like, uh, <laughs> again, I think it's like, a, it's like so vulnerable. You know, I'm scared of what you think. Uh, uh, you make me nervous so I really can't eat like yeah like we've been there it's so fucking cute the next one uh, I have on this playlist you know um, we're gonna talk about uh, some a, a song by the front bottoms the 2YL or two young lovers yeah maybe that could be my thing what do you think I'm talking two young lovers in half price strings I actually don't know how people pronounce it like cause I'm like do people say 2YL? Yeah, or do you say two young lovers? But um but yeah, it again, it's just the front bottoms are just one like they're my college band. I think I mentioned that on the podcast. They they hold a special place in my heart, especially like college Jenny was just all about them. And it's just talking about like, you know, looking not looking, just like you you have someone you're comfortable with and like it's like the beginnings of that relationship that, you know, again, I'm taking you on a journey here. Expand your minds, listeners. Uh, <laughs> we go to the first date to the first couple of months of us being like really happy and smashing bottles and stepping on glass. And uh, yeah, again, it's it's silly. But so, yeah, the Front Bottoms are one of my favorite bands from my college years. Just like, you know, I think they're, you know, they, they talk their music feels like, you know, just having fun 
at a like college party and just drink out of red solo cups. And again, like even their lyrics are just, you know, it's kind of destructive, but like in that fun way. And I'm, I'm here for it. Like smashing bottles and stepping on glass has never felt so good in the past. Like, you know, it's just like all these things that used to suck feel better with you around and we love it. Um, yeah, maybe that could be our thing. What do you think? I'm talking two young lovers and half price drinks. Fuck fucking bangers fucking bars man <laughs> now i'm taking you know the journey through the storytelling uh pieces of you by nothing nowhere which is a newer band that i just got into um they're great actually like i'm saying band it's like a rap it's it's a band it's a band it's a band yeah i've been following um, them a band yeah too. like when I, I, again i recently also just got into them also um yeah like a couple months ago i, I yeah, saw them play um, with uh meet me at the altar and yeah it was just i went for meet me at the altar and then like you know they were actually the headliner and i feel kind of ridiculous i didn't know about their existence until quite re recently but yeah uh pieces of you is like that moment of like we all hit that point in a relationship where we're unsure of like the other person's intention and we're all oh don't we don't want our be hurt but like you know uh like all the pieces of you fit perfectly in, inside the hole in my heart. Ugh. Like, it doesn't get more emo than that, ladies and gentlemen. It really doesn't. And it's like, it's like, it's so cute to me. And I, I've been listening to that song on repeat, cringy or not. Like, and I'd be lying to tell you, you're not everything I want. Oh my God. Like, yeah. So, oh, and they also, uh, again, they uh, name drop Dashboard in that song. Such a cute, cute song. But yeah, uh, followed up with Stupid For You by Waterparks. I wish I had like a actual linear kind of like a storyline thing now. I just really like that song. It's just like a, hey, like it's just, it's poppy. It's like, you know, we're dancing. It's just cute. Um, I think uh, Mikey, isn't Mikey a big Waterparks fan? Yes. I think we talked about the last episode, right? Oh my we God, did we? Yeah. Mikey was outside. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the last episode we mentioned that. It's so cute. I love it's that. It's so fun. They're, they're like friends and I don't know. And water parks is just great. I love them. Yeah. Um, they are great. Yeah, I, I heard that song on a playlist forever ago. And it's, again, just one of the, one of the happiest of happy tunes. And I just you know, wanted to add it in because maybe you don't know. I, I feel like it's it's a song not everyone knows. So why not? Last but not least, I have uh, the closing song being Doom Boy by the Dirty Nile. Come with me. Let me be your Doom Boy. I heard this song. So, yeah, uh, when I heard the lines, uh, tell me, girl, do you like the Cro uh, Mags and Turnstile? Shut up. Like, I was like, first off, Turnstile is having uh, the biggest moment right now and I, we love that uh but yeah i just i'm just a girl simply looking for her doom her doom boy like <laughs> i don't know it's just again i i feel like we keep saying oh this is such a cute song it, it it's just a cute song about two crusty ass music listeners finding each other we yes oh my god i want to wear someone's shirt with stupid fonts on it like, um, Kim, to, to completely destroy people's worlds. Um, yeah. Oof. We've been there. 
What about breakup songs? Give me your top five for uh, the listeners. As I was making my love song playlist, at first it was kind of hard for me because I felt like I instantly was like, all right, breakup songs. Like, I know which ones I want because, like, but again, I kind of was changing yeah. my little, like, song mix a couple times, honestly, for both both ends. But yeah, whatever. I feel like there were just, like, a lot of breakup bangers where I'll just, like, be, like, singing at the top of my lungs. Like, you know, we've all been there. We've all been there. Not just me. <laughs> uh, you know. But, uh, yeah. okay, so... I'm going to start with Silverstein, you know, one of our favorite emo bands from back in the day and, like, still now. Mm-hmm. But Call It Karma was just so, so iconic. That just, I think that song in general was just one of everybody's favorite Silverstein songs, but definitely had to be on my breakup song mix, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you know it, you know No, of it. course. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you know, know baby. <laughs> oh, man. So, Alkaline Trio... I've seen them live, like, I want to say, like, three times, and I, I'll never get tired of seeing them, um, and I don't know, they've just always been, like, another favorite of mine that, I don't, I feel like I didn't really know a lot of people who, like, listened to them back in the day, and even now, but, I fucks with whatever. Alkaline Lo- Trio, so right. heavy. And, but I feel like it's I feel like it's rare to meet an alkaline trio. Like it's not even that rare. We just don't talk mm-hmm. about them like openly. I don't know what's that about, but yeah, I'm happy to see them on this yeah. list. I'm like let's talk about alkaline trio more, please. Yeah, they have like a lot of like good love songs too. But love, love, kiss, kiss. Like tell me that's not like a good like breakup song. It's so like it's also like kind of cheery too. So yeah, kind of like upbeat. I'm here for it. So I'm not super sad listening to it. Of you course. Know, but- you know, it's funny, like, I, somebody put a uh, blue in the face on one of my, like, you know, like, to pursue me, like, a relationship, like, play, like, yeah, like, a little, they made me a mixed so CD, and that was, like, one of those first songs. That. Yeah, sorry, I just had to add that in, because you got, I, guilty, guilty, you play me an Alkaline Trio song, I might go on a date with you. All right, uh, right, swoon. swoon, like, instantly. Fucking like, swoon. Right there. <laughs> gosh but yeah so i guess for number three i decided to put letters to you by finch missing missing your boo after a breakup you know i don't know i just thought it was just necessary to have that here for me no for sure for sure for sure yeah Rise Against, you know, you know, we love Rise Against here. Ever Changing, I felt like was a, a good one. It's a little like on the, I feel like I picked a good mix of, you know, vibes for this one. So this one's like a more like slower, like sadder yeah. song. Like, you know, let's cry a little bit. Yeah, Rise Against has so many good like breakup songs too. They like, like yeah. who hurt you, Tim? Who hurt who you? Hurt- <laughs> Like, Road right now. <laughs> Again, not a, this is not on my list, but roadside, like, oh. bro. All right, and then I had to put, I guess, like a heavier song, uh, "Romance Is Dead" by Parkway Drive. Again, they call the girl the B word, so like a little misogyny there, you know, our favorite. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just such a banger back in the day. And I love Parkway Drive, so yeah, I really had to put that on. But yeah, I feel like I, for the breakup songs, I have like just a 
really big mix of vibes for each song. So they don't really like match, but it's fine. They're all like I think you killed box, this, and so. I think I'd be. I, I think um, I'm I'm in I'm in for a run for my money. You know, like yeah, just I feel like these are all strong songs. Yeah, I would say so. I think I don't know. They're all right, but I want to hear your list. I'm excited. Okay, well. We're kicking this song, uh, this song, this playlist off, our, our little mix CD off, with a band that, Kim, I feel guilty for even putting it on the list because you exposed me to Girl in Red, and I've been listening to this, we've, I've been fucking listening to You Stupid Bitch on repeat ever since, like. It's not technically a breakup song, so let me, like, again, in the efforts of, like, storytelling, you know, it's, like, it's a longing song. You're so frustrated with somebody that you like so much who keeps dating someone or, you know, like, they're just never available. We've all been there. And it's just, like, you stupid bitch. (laughs) Um, The perfect one for you is me. Like, Like, it's just, it cuts to the, like, I just... It's so fucking, I, I mean, like, miso- like we talked about misogyny before, like, eh, this, this feels okay. Like, yeah, sometimes when your your girlfriend is calling you a stupid bitch or being a stupid bitch and when your girlfriend wants to kiss you a little oh, bit, you know, we just love girl in red. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a little smooch, you know, like, you know, maybe you are being a stupid bitch, but also, um, yeah, again, it's just, it's just a good joint, like. Um, it can be, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so we're starting off there, like with longing. Uh, um, <laughs> just, um, we are then going to the saddest of sad boys. Uh, we are going to our friend Tiger Jaws. Um, yes. Specifically, the song "Window." Oh my god! When I was going through like the worst breakup, you know, the long like the. That one, the breakup, the breakup, uh, that like just changes you from your fucking core kind of breakup. Uh, uh, I listen to Windows so much, if you will. So yeah, when I was going through that bad, bad breakup, uh, um, the the lines like, "Why does the room still spin?" At every uh, at the very mention of your name, why do the walls close in every time I see your face? Like. Yes. It it it, just, it it pokes at the very open wound that is your fucking heart, and I love it. I love it. It's it's the perfect sad boy tune. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna follow that up with one that I'm very happy I'm adding to this list because it is the reason why I finally took uh, emo hip hop seriously, and that's um, "Lucid Dreams" by Juice World. Who I, f- I feel like that song is just it like I know it's it's definitely one of the newer songs on I think either of not you know nothing nowhere is pretty new and uh, I don't know when uh, but like that's fine uh, it's one of the newer songs in the scene um, and maybe people will be like oh my god she's mentioning Juice World on this podcast I think Juice World earned his place in emo history yeah you know what I mean like yeah like. I'm so sad this kid is not here today because I was so excited to see what else he did. Earned his place, earned, like, the lyrics just, you know, they're they're what we really grew up, like, not grew up with, but, like, you know, like, they're as cringy as the lyrics, shit that we grew up with. But it, 
just in that beautiful way. Like, I still see your shadows in my room. Like, I can't take back the love that I gave you. Like, it's just so whiny, but like, so like, we've been there. I'm not above it. I'm not. So, uh, shout out to you, Juice World. We miss you. I still see your shadows in my room. Can't take back the love that I gave you. It's to the point why I love and I hate you, and I cannot change you, so I must replace you. Following that, I have uh, Her World Destroyed My Planet by um, Motion City Soundtrack. Like, especially when you're like in a relationship with someone you actually really like and wanted to like continue dating. Like, when when you're the person being broken up with, it's hard. And I think this song really, I mean, like, that's such a stupid thing to say, but um, I think this song really hits on, like, that, hey, I changed so much uh, after our breakup. Would you please consider taking me back? It's so good, and it's so, like, yeah. I, again, coming off of that hard breakup year, I remember, like, for a hot second, and, like, I, you know, I am only human podcast. Um, I did everything imaginable to make myself look like I was changing or like doing something different. Cause like, or whatever, I don't know. Except I, I started smoking more weed. So. <laughs> Oops. Uh, and then I realized, hey, I don't need this person. Um, I'm good. So again, I think Motion City just really hit it out the park with that one. Um, again, just if we only stayed together, I would might've not fallen apart. Um, you know, we've all had someone's words destroy our planet. Oh, cute. Oh, love that. Damn. You're so last summer by taking back Sunday closes my little playlist out. Um, again, um, don't let it go to your head. Boys like you are a dime a dozen. Come on, burn, 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 drop the mic. Um, you know, at this point you are pretty much over it maybe there's still some lingering feelings and maybe i should hate you for this but um yeah now yeah keep it moving in the emo world so <laughs> baddies we out that is our mixtapes for you guys let us know your thoughts and let us know if we should do this again i think it'd be fun to kind of like you know do competing playlists like this again this just in kim we're old. I know. Don't remind me. Ugh. I can't believe, like, some of our favorite albums are turning 20 this year. So we just had to give, like, a quick little shout out to those bands and just to remind everybody how old we actually are. God, we are lingering. Oh, God. On oh, 30. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We earned our elder emo stripes. So... Uh, the only reason why I want to be the one to, like, name drop this album is because they recorded it in my kind of hometown, uh, Montgomery, New York. And that would be I Brought You My Bullets, You Brought Me my Your Love by MCR. I think that's a really cool fact that they recorded it so close to my house. Following up with that is uh, uh, <laughs> Sticks and Stones by Newfound Glory. Uh, fucking love those guys. And The Young and the Hopeless by Good Charlotte. Ah, we're getting so old. And then, um... Yeah, self-titled by The Use, which, come on. Like, we stand, We stand. Tell All Your Friends, Taking Back Sunday, a classic, of course. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we love Taking Back Sunday here. All these bands, you know, we love. You, you know, you've heard it. <laughs> uh, Let Go by Avril Lavigne. I thought that was, Let's like, crazy. Go. Yeah, like, that was God. such, like, good. Avril has not aged a day, right? though. Like, like, she's, like, she looks so young. Oh. Yes, she really her. does. I mean, she's not even, like, old. 
Avril is the moment right now, and we stand, so she's back. Um, does this look Go affected on. by some 41? Not an album, but uh, Kingdom Hearts turned 20. And, you know, yeah, honorable mention. Thinking back to when you first played the first game on your PlayStation 2, and I don't know, it's just wild. <laughs> oh my god. Just seeing the commercial for Kingdom Hearts, like, I just remember that feeling it invoked. It took me a while to actually play the game, because, you know, I just, I didn't have a system until I was, like, later in my childhood. But, um, yeah, I remember that was, like, one of the first games that I was like, can I get this? Again, we're getting old, guys, but, um... Let's stop dreading the passing of time and talk about shit that's happening now, Kim. The hard-pressing emo news. Hit the button! <laughs> all right, all right. Not just in, but we all know it by now. Um, fucking Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are engaged! Let's go, emos! We are having two royal weddings of, of emo hear people um team i don't know fucking megan fox and yeah Pe this is jenny's man everyone's saying my man's my man's machine gun kelly it, yeah <laughs> anytime people enter my chat now it's just like get your man's i'm just like oh my god you like one album and a handful of songs and suddenly people are your man's but it's true i will i will defend um i will attack and defend but yes ah uh, so Talking about this fucking engagement, we all seen the photos by now. Um, our guy, Machine Gun Kelly, looking like the flyest of Foot Locker employees. Let's fucking go. Um, love, love, love that choice and outfit. Um, our girl, Megan, it looks stunning. I have no critiques on her look. Um, I know a lot of people were making fun of how many angles, like the engagement was captured on i i honestly haven't taken the time to count how many angles there were but i know people are like oh my god how many cameras do they have on them um but yeah they celebrated by drinking each other's bloods uh that was stated by megan uh cute cute no no not cute uh guys uh i mean i don't know <laughs> like okay so like maybe like teenage me would have been like very like Oh, like, I've always wanted mm -hmm. to do that. But, like, I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about it right now. The way in which <laughs> I'm like, God, if someone was like, let me drink your blood, I'd be I just, like. Yeah, they're engaged. Like, I'm sure they love each other very much. Like, whatever. But, like, I don't know. It's just something about, like, this whole thing. It's like, don't come for me, guys. Like, I mean, come for me if you want. Like, sure. But, like, sometimes I'm like, are they, like, just trying really hard to just be super edgy? Like, you know what I mean? But, again, th like. Congrats to them. I think this like, is what happens when you, you grow an emo kid in, like, a laboratory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, right? like, it's taking, like, all, like, the things that we said as kids, but, like, we didn't really, I don't know. Like, yeah, jam like, in that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't like, mean it. I don't know. Just something about it just don't sit right with me. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, just fairly good, I think. So we've seen photos of the ring by now. Um, it consists of both their birthstones, so, um... I think it's a green, so emerald, right? That's a green one. And then uh, whatever, like, is it a diamond? I don't know. I 
think. I, isn't it like technically a diamond? Like the, yeah. That birthstone for uh, I don't know what month it is, but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It, yeah. Trust us. It's it's a ring. It's a choice. It's green and white. It's green and it's white. Um, it's a choice. Um, and you know what? If it makes her happy, cool. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the thing that caught most people's attention is the claim that if Megan ever tries to take off the ring, it could actually hurt her. Um, the ring has thorns embedded in it somehow. I, I haven't really figured out how they would be able to do that. I was thinking like, you know, I don't know. I just, yeah. We were looking at pictures before the, we started recording and we're looking for the thorns in the pictures, nowhere to be found. So I don't know. I I mean, I'm sure it's. I'm for it. If he also is wearing a ring that's going to hurt him. Like it's kind of bullshit that she's the one who has to experience the pain if he doesn't. Like, whatever. But, alright. Yeah, so that's the thing that's happening, though. Uh, her na- Watch that shit pop off. Like, I cannot. If someone gives me a ring that's like, oh, by the way, if you remove this shit, it's gonna, like, tear up your finger. So, yeah, uh, when MGK was talking about the ring, he said uh, the reason why he did the Thorn thing was because love is pain. Again, what we would probably hear from an emo lab experiment, let go of its cage. Yeah, people, obviously, you know, we just said our thoughts about it, but people were concerned about this, stating that it's normalizing abusive behaviors uh, to coexist with the ideas that these uh, things can just be seen as intense love, which, you know, yeah, I think that's why me and you are cringing, right, Kim? Um, Mm, A little bit, yeah. But again, it's, some people say like, oh, but they both have consented to this, so... You know, what's mm-hmm. the argument? You know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's hard to, like, because it is, like, they are two adults. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, is it just an unconventional love thing? Is this actually, I don't know. I, I do think there is an air of, like, yeah, it could be toxic to kids. Because certainly, like, yeah. I mean, I remember this shit when we were younger. Again, like, it wasn't an actual couple, but it was, like, you know, the media we consumed. Edward Cullen and Bella, let's fucking talk about it. Like, Bella literally tried to, tries to kill herself multiple times in Twilight, and we just kind of chalk it up to Roman. And Edward, you know, like, um, yeah, and it was all done for the sake of love. But again, I, that kind of media is always, like, it's been with us from the beginning of time. Especially analyzing media, and they're like, oh, but the children, I'm like, like this is this is not new and it's like you know obviously the parents responsibility to control our kids media and you know just all all of that we can talk about that whole like that's a, it's a big thing but i don't know like i just think it's cringe <laughs> like that's all but yeah yeah no I, I i think it's cringe but it's nothing new so that's why i'm just like yeah and again, like, yeah, maybe they owe it to their younger fans, but also I think it's more like if you're not consenting to it, yeah, it's like the 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 difference here is consent. And if we, we're hearing anything differently from a, one party, then, yeah, then I think we have, like, a, like we should rally. But, like, until then, I don't know. Because, again, different strokes for different folks. We got to talk about the When We Were Young Fest um, because the cringy feelings all came surfacing back to us last week um, when this fucking festival lineup dropped. Cam, how did you feel when you saw the first images of the lineup? Yeah, I was very excited. And, you know, a lot of, you know, I mean, we'll get into what other people are saying online, but 
yeah, I was I was hype, obviously. I saw that lineup. I lost my mind. I'm like, all my favorite bands are gonna be in one place. What the hell am I gonna do? Like, how am I gonna go to the show? You know, I like I have to make this happen. But um, you know, uh, spoiler alert, I did not get tickets. Spoiler alert, <laughs> so, neither of us got tickets. Uh, I did, and yeah, I honestly didn't even get like go get in the oh, really? at that point. Good for you. Yeah, like I kind of just didn't like even really try. Like I was like, oh, I'll see how things go. Like after, like maybe there'll be tickets. A- I mean, not that I thought there would be tickets after. I had a feeling it was going to sell out anyways, but. No, for sure. You know, yeah, I just, I was like, let me just, like, wait a little bit. Now a third date is announced. I don't know if I'm going to even try yeah. to get tickets for the third date, honestly, but I. I don't know how it's working, but, okay, so first off, I, I will echo the same excitement. I feel like I was, I had saw the festival before a, a good number of people saw the festival drop because um I am currently not working, so I just was on my phone. And, like, within, like, four minutes of, like, here. posting about it, I was like, hard like the blinking guy meme like what like fucking first off my dream was to always see the used and my chemical romance on the same fucking day dude literally a fucking dream can they go on and play like songs together oh my god let's yeah (laughs) let's fucking like let's talk about it so here's was my like this was my roller coaster of emotions. I see the lineup, I'm like, this is gonna be fucking incredible, blah blah blah. No matter what, I gotta make this happen. Oh, it's all being done in one day. That seems a little sus, but okay, they're utilizing revolving uh stages, which I've never seen in uh real life, but I, I know they are a thing. So okay, interesting. But okay, like a one day festival for 200 and whatever, uh, $20. Then I justified it like, oh my God, there are so many bigger bands like uh, Avril Lavigne, uh, bigger bands, uh, you know, big acts, uh, Avril Lavigne, fucking Paramore is getting back together, fucking Mike Hamm. Seeing like three bands from um, the top billing alone equals that amount of money. So I really didn't think about it much. yeah, I, I was with you, though. Like, I was so fucking excited. Jimmy Eat World fucking, like, uh, a day to remember. Yeah, it was it was an exciting time. And then the day of tickets being released, I was there right on time. And I was stuck in that queue for two hours um, before any development happened. Uh, there was a wait list and everything, um, which I heard that wait list is, like, fucking insane. So... But yeah, just talking about uh, the when we were, were young fest, like I, I like people know how crazy I was because like I already like I had booked a Airbnb the day I heard that uh, the show being announced because I really wanted to make it happen. I'm kind of glad it de- didn't though in a way like I, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. The fact that again, I didn't realize it at the time because we're just so fucking wrapped up in the lineup. Um, it is a Live Nation event, which, as you know, we've talked about Astroworld on this podcast, so it was, you know, like, oh, fuck, I don't really want to, like, go to a Live Nation event. But, again, impressive headliners. Impressive everything. You think we're going to see more of these festivals in the future? I I think so. I feel like Emo just, like, coming back. I've just been seeing a lot of bands that weren't on the festival who were also, like, in the, like, emo, like, subculture. We're like, oh, so emo is yeah. back. Like, posting on their social media. Like, bands I haven't seen post in a while. And I'm like, oh. Like, is everybody coming back now? 
Yeah, like, on the, like, Live Nation, like, note, though, I just, again, I'm not, mm-hmm. like, defending Live Nation by any means. Like, they don't need them. Yeah. They're, like, a giant corporation. Fuck them. <laughs> but at the same time, it, a lot of people are, like, using the whole thing, like, they're the same people that, mm-hmm. like, put on Astroworld. I'm like, but no, of course. Live Nation but... is just, like, a general, like, company, yeah. and they put on literally, like, every fucking concert we see, pretty much. I'm not saying, like, every single, but most. I still stand by, like, you know, maybe this doesn't make me, like, I'm still more of, like, a, like, I know Live Nation is responsible oh, yeah. in the terms of, like, yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? But I, it's not like a, I mean, maybe this is the problem, though. Like, I, Travis Scott is a person that I can just point a figure to, a finger to, and not, like, a you know, like, a corporation doesn't really have a face. Um, but, yeah, like, I agree. Like, I, you know, I've been going to shows that are, you know, through Live Nation and stuff like that, and... Yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to navigate. I don't know what to, re- yeah, again. Yeah, because people are like, they're using the cost for like legal fees, and but these bands also need to get paid. And, like, yeah. These, you know, I've been hearing like a lot of the bands talk about their point of view, like, and unfortunately, like, we live in a capitalist society, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, no, of course. Um, I think too, like the big thing with uh, when we were Young Fest um, was like, more so than anything, I saw people more concerned that of the safety of the event, um, which again, because it's so many bands in one day, and yeah, so many bands, um, yeah, and then like coming off of the Astro World uh, tales for Live Nation, which again, it's a fair like hesitation, like that's why people started like dipping out of my crew, like oh, like I've seen so many TikToks about this. Again, I am a person who understands why people wanted to dip and, like, I never fault people, like, especially because we are in a pandemic and also, yeah, World, it was sobering for people who are um, festival goers. Um, I do think it's just a different, different crowd of people. Like, again, there's going to be moshing, there's going to be ragers, but you, like, I said this when we talked about um, moshing culture, I guess, is that we and hopefully the elder emos that were flooding this place, we know how to react to mosh pits and people who fall and things like that. So I wasn't as nervous as for those things. Do I think it has the potential to be a shit show? Of course. I just don't think it's going to be like a trample case. Not really. I don't, I hope everyone is safe. And the worst that comes out of this is like, Oh, they ran out of toilet paper. So yeah, if you snag tickets, I hope you have a blast. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I just couldn't keep up with it. Like, I don't know. I don't know how people get on websites first, but it's never me. It's never me. We did get lucky. I I, I think, yeah, um, our luck has run out. <laughs> yeah, we got lucky with MCR yeah. tickets, but other than that, are there any bands that were not on the tour that you would have liked to see be on the tour? Yeah, I was just about to ask you. Um, okay, so when you asked this before, because, again, we talked before the podcast, my mind did the thing where it's like, what's an emo band? So I don't know if these are the, the definitive, like, bands that I would have added. I am very surprised that they did not ask Christopher Drew to come back in some capacity because yeah like if you weren't there for like Never Shot Never like the Brian Stars interview like what are you doing at the when we were young hey man I've been real with you dude and that's all that you can ask for from me and realness isn't always just happy-go-lucky questions or answers you know it's 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 real shit you know and if you want to be a part of that real shit you can or you can you know keep being a joke you know it's up to you 
And then he also had a, what, Eat Me While I'm Hot? Was that his band? Um, yes, I loved them. His fucking hardcore band. Like, he was just so, he was so in the scene and then just disappeared. And I wonder, where are they now? We'll have a segment. Where are they now? Uh, so, yeah, Christopher Drew, uh, we miss you. Where are you? Never Shall Never had some cute-ass love songs. Uh, yeah, we'll add some to the playlist. But yeah, uh, Gym Class Heroes would have been great for a little reunion. I don't know when the last time they played together, and I unapologetically love them. Um, Nothing Nowhere I mentioned for my playlist thing. I just think they're a newer band that honestly deserves a spot on this list. You know, like, I'm so happy to see Meet Me at the Altar on the list. Like, you know, I just think uh, they could also maybe be on there. You know, help the small guys out. They belong. Uh, The Academy Is would have been great for a reunion. Uh, and then Good Charlotte. Yeah, just give the kids a little, uh, yeah, don't want to be just like you. Give them the anthem. Um, oh, and then uh, last but not least, uh, Forever the Sickest Kids. Uh, whoa, and Hey Britney. Like, you know, I, I feel like they're largely forgotten about. Um, but they were, they were little bangers. And again, I don't know if these are the exact bands that I would want, but I do think they would fit nicely on this list. I peeked at what you said and I just absolutely agree with it too so I'm just gonna let you let you go I'm a big fan of all the bands you mentioned so I'm like I'm here for this lineup this imaginary lineup I just like was thinking of a couple I'm just gonna like start off with Medina Lake who was like super emo back in the day again one of those bands I think that posted they were like so emo is back and I was like where the hell have y'all been? Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I don't know. It would just be really cool to see them live. I've never seen them live before. Fucking Medina Lake. I feel like everyone forgot about them. Cause like, even like, I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen that name in so long. And you, did you know they like, they were on Fear Factor? Oh, we got to go watch that. We got to watch some reruns of Fear Factor now. That's so good. Um, At the drive-in. I feel like I had to like put on there. Cause I used to, For again, sure. like I, one of those kind of like forgotten-ish bands, like at least like you know, I don't hear them mentioned a lot, you know, but they're definitely on my uh, my emo playlist for sure. Under Oath, I know you're not like the hugest fan, Jenny. No, it's fair. It's fair. I, I definitely had to yeah. like, throw them in there. I feel like a lot of people are like, so where, where the hell is Under Oath? Hands on your hip. Like, where are they? I wasn't the only one who thought that. So like, it, it would have been cool to have some more. I mean, we have um, Knocked Loose on the, the festival lineup, which is pretty cool. So it would just be nice to have like more like... I guess, quote unquote, like heavier bands. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Under Oath is like the heaviest band in the yeah, world. Yeah, I get it. You know, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I wish I was an Under Oath fan. I like just, it do- It just doesn't stick with me. But um, I wish I was. I wish I was part of the fam. I, I, was a, I was a fan of the Almost. I don't know what that says about me, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't he- like heard that name in a while. Aiden, I feel like was a, a big one that I listened to a lot back then. So oh God, I really wanted yes. to include them. Yeah, it'd be so good to like, see them live i just wanted to make like a quick like um where the hell is fallout boy and blink 182 mm-hmm. and also panic at the disco like where are these guys on this lineup you know y- you know what i i that that's why i was like i agree like if that was to happen though i think it'd be too powerful it like I think the emos would have honestly fucking lost it. But also like, how the fuck do you even build like if you're doing this all in one day? 
who the fuck gets i mean like i feel like people would argue my cam would get the most time still but really like that's just so many powers right there like like that's the dream lineup right there it's like follow boy um blink panic mcr and paramore i would add paramore like that would be historic so ah good list good list bud um any other news from the scene kid uh, all right so oh, <laughs> one of my f- sad times yes very sad times this time around um one of my favorite bands every time i die has decided to uh split up recently i wasn't shocked but i was still kind of what the heck you know but i'll just give a quick overview yeah, I mean, you can do your own research and read the actual posts on social media from the guys um in your own time but Basically, December, Keith announced on Twitter, stepping away from the band during their tour to focus on his mental health and sobriety, which everybody, you know, I noticed. Prioritized. Yeah, like, even yes. the, all the fans were like, yo, do you, Keith? You know, I wish you the best. Blah, blah, blah. Like, he never said he was leaving the band. Like, he was just stepping away on the tour. But so he also mentioned that he had allegedly heard that the band was talking about replacing him with another vocalist, but the rest of the band had denied those statements, said they were not true. Again, this is a lot of uh, he said, she said, or he said, he said in this case. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not sure what to think about that. Mm, that we'll never really hobby. know. But, uh, so this month on the 17th of January, Keith Buckley had posted the cease and desist letter from the rest of the band's attorney. Uh, they basically wanted to stop him from further making any statements online about the band. So they just wanted him to kind of just, like, not, like, post anything about it. And the letter stated to stop any usage of the name of the band logo, um, et cetera, until there's a contract with the rest of the band that allows him to to do that again. Uh, which I think is, you know, I mean, again, he's he was the front man of the band, but I think that's kind of standard to, like, again, to stop the use of the band logo and everything. But it just sucks I had to, like, come to, I guess, this point, especially since him and Jordan are brothers and they're kind of, like, not on good terms right now which is kind of sad the last show they played together was on december 11th for uh, tid the season in buffalo new york where they're from i've always wanted to go to that but i don't think i'm ever gonna get a chance to again of course you know with the this news so andy jordan goose and steve posted their statement online about the band breaking up and they ended their letter with see you soon so it does seem like the rest of the band will be moving forward and starting a new band without keith um keith will probably be doing his own solo stuff anyways it sucks i'm sad i hate it here <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it does that's hard no i get it it's hard when you know you you move away from someone so key to band too because it's like it's you know we feel this way with some other bands that like have replaced again key members damn kid thank you for bringing that news though that was great um i like it i was like oh like actual scene news <laughs> sad news i wish keith the best in his recovery sorry fans of um every time i die you know hopefully new music is on the horizon I don't know. I'm like, my brain's racking. Like, who has replaced someone key to their band and has done okay? I can't think of one right now. But that's not true. Uh, I was going to say uh, different genres a little bit, but. Oh, yeah. Like, um, 
Suicide Silence. I think they didn't they keep the they kept the band name and everything, but they just replaced their vocalist. We talked about Escape the Fate. I know they still have a lot of fans. I'm you know right. Um, oh, yeah. But I was also gonna mention uh, Kill Switch Engage, which again is a different genre. But like the whole Howard switch with uh yeah, I was just like oh okay like and it's just. It is what it is. And I know they've been talking about it for Linkin Park, which I'm very curious about if they ever do do it. Because, you know. Like if they're going to start a new project or not. Yeah. Because, like, that's what Every Time I Die is doing. They're just probably the rest of them are starting a new project and probably name it something yeah. else. But, yeah, it's just interesting seeing, like, a group of, you know, group of people and you know, seeing what they're going to do next, especially without, like, the, the their, uh, their vocalists everyone's, like, so used to. But especially with yeah. Linkin Park. Like, that's going to be wild. Yeah, without Chester. And, like, again, I don't fault them for wanting to try to make it work. They should. They should. They they deserve to. Regardless what they do, if they keep the name or not. But, yeah, I think, you know, they're all, like, super talented guys. So I really hope to hear some music from them. Only time will tell. But, yeah, thank you for keeping the pod updated. Unfortunately, we have more breakup news, and this one's coming from my end. You know, not exactly in the scene, but kind of in the scene. We have Brockhampton breaking up, which I'm currently wearing my Brockhampton hoodie. Big sad news. Um, Basically, they dropped on Instagram, uh, you know, a letter to the fans that they were dropping out of their tour. Um, They're playing a show in London, and they are playing at Coachella, and that will be their final performance as a group. All the other tour dates have been canceled and effective immediately. Refund for the tickets and VIP packages would be available. Blah, 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 all that stuff. I don't need to read that. They apologize to their fans, but not much information has come out to the why. There's some speculations of what could have happened and why, but I think like all the like core fans really knew like it was just a matter of time. I think we kept hoping they would drop one more album before this happened, but when you have so many people in, like, Brockhampton is such an expansive group. It's it's impressive they lasted this long, to be honest, because, like, I know, like, we can point fingers at Kevin Abstract for wanting to do his own thing, and he has been doing his own thing, but, like, so many creative minds in one space, like, I'm sure everyone wanted to, like, just get out there and do their own thing, and I don't know, only time will tell, like, it was cool. It was a cool thing, and I also think it's really fitting that they'll be playing Coachella. You know, I have my thoughts about uh, Kanye, but they started because they were fans of Kanye West, and they met on a, what was it, a Reddit forum about Kanye and being Kanye West. But that's how they met. They all were Kanye West fucking stands, and they met up. Uh, they were like, well, we want to make dope music like our idol Kanye, and that gave birth to Brockhampton. So it's kind of, it's a bittersweet thing. I really hope like something, you know, I, I'm always romanticizing situations. So I'm like, I kind of hope they get like a little Kanye moment with that. Like, you know, cause yeah, it, it's been an interesting few years. I feel like, yeah, they were, they're going to be missed. I'm going to miss them, but uh, I'm looking forward to what each of them will do next in their careers. So yeah, we, they are grateful for us, and we are beyond grateful for them. Thank you, guys. Ugh, miss you. Shout-outs to the song Sugar. Spending all my nights alone, waiting for you to call me. You're the only one I want by my side when I fall asleep. Tell me what I'm waiting for. Tell me what I'm waiting for. I know what's wrong, but we need each other. No what's wrong, but we need each other. I still love that, and it's a good Valentine's Day song, so I'll put it on the playlist. Also... Um, mini news uh, just to wrap up the news section uh, Sunny Day Real Estate uh, 
is rumored to be maybe getting back together for a tour. They started uh, their Instagram account, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like a coming soon thing. So we will be keeping an eye out on that. I know I would love to see them on tour soon. Um, you know, classic emo, like officially emo, like the most emo. Um, yeah, uh, let's fucking go. Even though someone would fight me, like actually they're not emo. They're actually like, they're, like fuck you. I want to listen to Circles live, so fuck you. I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to, I mean, I would love to see them on tour. I feel like their New York date is probably going to sell out really fast. But again, I, I could be totally wrong. But yeah, we'll see. Like, we'll see what happens. Again, I, it's all speculation. Like, maybe coming soon means something else. But I, I, I'm, it's the time. It's the time to cash in on our emo youth. So... Nostalgia. We'll just uh, mention that Avril Lavigne, our girl, is releasing a new album on February 25th. Love sucks. Yes, it'll be a little bit after Valentine's Day. So if you're having a, a time like I am being alone, like maybe it's going to hit in the right way. The two tracks that she's dropped off of uh, this album already have been bangers. So I have nothing but good things to think about for it. I'm excited. I think it's going to be the best Avril project in a long time. Yeah, we definitely needed more more Avril in our life, and I feel like that's, you know, I'll take it anytime. But yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited for, for new music from her, and, you know, it's just, like, cool seeing her around again, that's all. Yeah, and then, like, I feel like, you know, like, we talked about Avril. I'm, I'm happy she's back, and I'm happy she's back in this way, so looking forward to it. Um, news with Kim. Kim, you're about to turn 28. From the day we're recording this podcast, it's now past midnight, so it's technically the 27th, so technically tomorrow I'll be 28, so... Happy almost birthday! Yeah, happy almost birthday to me. Jenny will be turning 28. Jenny will be turning 22 next month. Okay, like, wow, you're like, and to flip the switch... But yeah, by the time this is uploaded, um, my birthday is actually February 26th. So I'm after the Valentine's Day special. Yeah, we'll catch up with me in March. We did find like one or two songs that are about being 28. And I think they're Gaslight Anthem songs. We're all getting old, babes. And Bobby has been 28. Shout out to the 28-year-old in the room. That's me. I'm I'm the old guy, I guess. I'm baby. Oh, God, that's it. Uh, the news is that me and Kim are both celebrating our birthdays. The Aquarius and the Pisces in the room, everybody. I know nothing about the stars. We should do, like, horoscopes with bands. Like, <laughs> Would anyone be interested in that? Chime in. I was going to say, didn't Spotify uh, do that, your... like, last oh, they year did? or something like that? It was like, oh, you're a Gemini just like Kanye. I'm like, oh, man, fuck me, dude. <laughs> but also, I mean, that checks out given my, my recent Spotify wrapped. <laughs> They made a playlist that were based off of your uh, horoscopes. Uh, they did that in 2020. I don't think, I don't know if they, they keep updating it, but if they don't, we will. We will fucking chart out the stars and find out the best emo albums for every, every sign. How about that? Yeah. That sounds like a fun challenge. That sounds like go. a good challenge for March, guys. Um, so yeah, I, uh, let's get on with our ba- band shout outs and get the fuck out of here. All right, so for my band shout-out, I'm going to shout-out this band I found. Um, their name is Nightfall. I believe it's just one person. 
um, a non-binary artist who just makes really cool music and I feel like the emos would really like her music. I will have to check out that band though. I have not heard anything about them. Or did I? I don't know. They sound kind of familiar, but yeah. Yeah, we'll put it on the playlist. You know, I, I personally, I love our playlist. Maybe I'm the only one that actually listens to them, but that's fine. I appreciate you listening to the playlist. But yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and shout out a band called Future Teens. Um, I was exposed to them through Spanish love songs. They were supposed to do like a tour together, um, which didn't happen because of COVID. But uh, specifically wanted to shout them out for the Valentine's Day song because they have a great song called uh, In Love or Whatever. Added to your emo uh, lineup of songs. I don't know. They're just um, a cool little bummer pop band from Boston. There's a girl in the band. <laughs> Is that girl a boy too? Yes. That was stupid. Anyway, check them out. Bob's. Do you have anyone you want to shout out? Yeah, I feel like I. I feel like I would be uh, kind of doing a disservice if I didn't shout out Anamanaguchi for their two most recent singles that they put out. Uh, one of which, I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast episodes that I've been on recently, Jen will put in little snippets of stuff from Undertale and whatnot. Um, obviously, that game's super important to me, and Anamanaguchi did a cover of Hopes and Dreams from Undertale, which apparently Toby Fox was inspired by Anamanaguchi to make that song, so like that's a full Ouroboros snake happening there. Um, but it's a, it's a beautiful music video, a little uh, photosensitivity warning for that one, because there's a lot of flashing lights and stuff, but um, it, it was beautiful, and I, I may or may not have cried a little bit when it was debuted very recently. Um, and he also did a, they did a remix of My Agenda by Dorian Electra, featuring, um, oh my god, why am I drawing a blank on the people that they were, uh, they were working with? Oh my god. Uh, village People. Duh. There we go. Oh, how um, cool. Yeah, Dorian Electra featuring the village people. Like the uh, village people. Re- the, the village like people. Like YMCA. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dor- Dorian Electra got them on there. My Agenda is a, a killer track off of their album from, what was that, 2020 or maybe 2021? Um yeah, and then uh, Anamanaguchi did a remix of it, so it's it's a it's a banger track. Go check out either of those two. Yeah, I definitely gotta watch that Undertale music video for uh, well, well, hopes and dreams music video because uh, yeah, I too like myself. I'm some still working on oh. finishing it, but it's okay. The fun, the ride is fun every time I get to enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's something that you've been doing like whenever you happen to visit and it is have now some officially my happy escape place because it's the only place. I don't know. My life's about to get real hectic. That's all. I, I think it's, you know, um, I'm a lot of stress. But being with you guys makes it, you know, melt away for at least two hours. <laughs> um, oh, guys, this was a great episode. Uh, real quick, um, thank you guys for the music uh, suggestions, everyone. We will add it to the playlist first off, for you know, as we always do. Please check out these bands and these artists and blah, 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 these songs. We, we enjoy it, and 
I hope you guys do too. But on um, another note, talking about the podcast in particular, we have an Instagram account officially now. Um, yes, I finally fucking set one up for us and I hope you guys check us out there. We are going, you know, I think it's just going to keep things a little bit more organized in like terms of like, oh, we're dropping episodes. And also we have a fucking amazing taste in memes. Um, so, so we'll be adding our favorite TikToks and memes and blah, 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 and other little snippets from your nostalgia there. And you should give us a follow, maybe some competitions. Maybe I'll send you a free sticker if you give us a follow you didn't hear it here first. Yeah, please, please give us a follow. Thank you. Please follow us. <laughs> please clap. And yeah, we're gonna like, we're hoping to get more in touch with you guys uh, through there, you know, and also our Twitter, like follow us in both. But yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. And hopefully we can start kicking off like a bigger conversation with you guys, our listeners. So yeah, give us a follow. Great. We'll link it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Um, anyway, I think that's it, guys. Uh, do you, anyone else have anything to say other than, you know, happy Valentine's Day? Give us, give us, give us that traction. Give us the the reviews. We can we can read your comments and that kind of stuff. It kind of gives us a little morale boost, and not only that gives you like a little uh, "Hey Mom, I'm on TV" kind of moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, happy V Day, guys! Thank you so much for listening. You know, we're just glad to be back, um, recording some episodes, and I think we all had a lot of fun making this one. So thank you for tuning in. Oh, we certainly did. Um, yes, everyone have a good Valentine's Day. If you are uh, celebrating it with someone, good on you. Fucking have all the fun. Um, I hope it's the stuff of movies and music videos and it feels as great as your favorite pop song. Um, if you're alone this year, remember to be kind to yourself. And remember, you know, it's just a fucking day and you're going to get over it very soon. Uh, take yourself out on a date, love yourself, or just stay inside and cuddle and watch your favorite movie. Who knows? Um, how about I'll, I give you some suggestions on what to watch on Valentine's Day? Um, especially if you're listening to this podcast right now uh, on Valentine's Day, take a look at our Instagram account just to like, you know, interact with us. We're going to be doing something very special there. I think I mentioned the Valentine's Day cards, but I'll make you something. So head on over and I would love to make you smile by making you an emo V-Day card. But yeah, other than that, so stay safe, stay warm, um, paint your nails black. Yeah, that's it, guys. As always, um, we will carry on. See you next time. Can't believe we're through, but I guess it's